Season one of the Building a Vibrant Community podcast is sponsored by a grant from Southern SARE, Sustainable Agriculture Research and Education. Welcome to the Building a Vibrant Community podcast, where we help people discover new ways to make their communities vibrant communities. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm James Barnes, along with my co-hosts, Lauren Colby-Nichols. Hey, y'all. And Rachel Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. How's it going? We're Don't be good. silent. Don't be silent. It's, how, it's, tell it's, me how it is, it's really. It's a fantastic day. Fantastic day. Yes, we're back in the podcast booth, so it's a lot of fun. Um, we're going to be doing an interview today with a very special person, Rachel. Um, I, you know this person, right? One of my favorite And very people. well. And oh, very well. Style. Her name is Lauren Colby Nichols. Now, she's with us right here. And Elsie, tell us a little bit about what you do for MSU Extension. I am an extension instructor for the Center for Technology Outreach, so I specialize in digital technology and outreach. And so I use social media, websites, and other forms of digital outreach like email marketing for businesses and organizations to grow and reach their target audience through the World Wide Web. And you're involved also in the creation of an online course that we're working on for 2020, and it's called Seven Ways to Quickly Grow Your Food Business. And one of the sections in that course that you're teaching is how to use Instagram. You've got seven ways to launch your local foods business using Instagram. So we wanted to dig in today and ask you all about those seven ways. Are you ready for that? Oh, yeah. Okay, so here's my first question. What is your favorite Instagram account? Um, so Rachel and I just had a conversation before airing that we have a slight age difference, but because I'm a millennial, I stay on Instagram all the time. And so I have a bunch of favorites. Um, typically I like the clothes brands where I can shop, but then I also like, uh, I follow Bobby Bones, the Bobby Bones show on the radio. He's always, uh, Instagramming and tweeting the things that are going on in their show. So if you listen to him, you can keep up with what they're actually doing on Instagram and visually see it. Doodlebugs and Startwell is a children's clothing store. They're always running specials, and I always track them to see when they have the latest sales or when they've got events coming up or outfits on sale. Deep South Pout has a social shop. That's a boutique here True. in Startwell, and they are amazing. Now, um, now, let me ask you this. So you have a you have a top list, of, of course. You have three or four that you really – you see a lot of content from. What appeals to you? Is it is it because you're already on the platform you just see it, or is there a reason that – you really just prefer it over some other place you might see it on Twitter or Facebook or what What really appeals to you about that, uh, being on Instagram? Well, so Instagram um, is just a graphic visual social media. It's um, an app on smartphones and tablets, so it's right there at your convenience. You just download the app, create your Instagram account, and then it's visuals and graphics that are coming to you. It's um, this, They use the same algorithm that Facebook uses, so they're posts are scattered by popularity. So the more likely you are to like a post, the more likely you are to see it. And so typically when you're on Instagram and you're following the people that you want to follow, you're going to see the content that you like to see. And Instagram really creates that environment that helps you target your specific audience because it seems like every time I get on Instagram, I fall into a web where I'm there for 15 to 20 minutes at a time. You just kind of lose track of time, don't you, in the news feed? Yeah, you know, just like posting on Facebook, you want to see pictures and videos and things that catch your attention. Well, Instagram is is just that. There's, you know, not as much reading involved. It's seeing. Rachel, what about you? Do you have a favorite kind of thing you like to watch on Instagram or follow? 
Oh, I, I love it when people just post photos, and that's that's one of the things that really gets me excited. If somebody's posting photos, if they have a sale, and that way I can see what items are um, are, are on special and on sale, and that saves me time because I'm a thrifty shopper, so I'm not going to buy a pay full price for anything. So I love it when they do that. What about you, James? What's your favorite? What do you like to see? Almost exclusively, I follow one kind of content. Everything basketball. Oh, I was about to say Avengers or Batman. Now, <laughs> are you making fun because we try to do the Batman voice before the podcast? Um, yeah, I, I follow purely basketball. Any College, NBA, um, pro trainers, anything on coaching, development, any of that stuff. Because my kids are all involved in basketball. so And I love it too. So I'm always, that's where I go. If I want a little escape, I'll jump into basketball. So it's good stuff. You sound like my husband on Twitter. He follows NFL, football, and college sports. That's does, it. Does he do fantasy league? Yeah. He oh, was up yeah. all night with his getting his teams ready last night. <laughs> um, that's going to be a separate podcast. We're going to bring him in for that and talk about that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's jump into the seven ways to quickly grow your food business. We've got seven of these things to unpack. So the, the first one you talk about is really how do you get started? And this is where a lot of people really just don't know. I mean, how do I get started in this? The first step you say is create a business account. Where do they go to get that started and to do it? Well, like I said, it's an app compatible on your phone. And typically people will have a Facebook business account first. So the great thing about Instagram is it's, or one of the great things is it's owned by Facebook. There are 1 billion active monthly users and um, you can just download the app. It's completely free. And then you create your account. You can create a personal Instagram account or go straight into the business account. And if you have an existing Facebook profile or an account, you can just use that to link it. So that's less uh, login credentials that you have to remember. And it's just one uh, spot. It uses the same um, username and all that good stuff. And then once you've got your account created and you've done your login credentials, Instagram kind of holds your hand through the process of finding followers and creating your um, content, what kind of business account you are, what your name should be, and then they'll help you market specifically. You can add your location, uh, a hyperlink in, to a website or your Facebook page or something like that. So you were talking about earlier that um, there's one URL they can go to, web address they can go to to get started. What was that again? Oh, uh, you can go, since Instagram is um, owned by Facebook, Facebook's business tutorials also cover YouTube. I mean, also cover Instagram, and they'll send you to YouTube to watch their videos. Um, so it's facebook.com forward slash business, and then you can choose Instagram or Facebook, and it'll help you market your content on either and then show you what you're doing wrong. If you have any questions, there's a great forum of frequently asked questions and links to tutorials to help you with your content and all that good stuff. And if anybody gets stuck, they can always reach out to you, right? Yeah, of course. Oh, absolutely. There we go. So that's number one. Uh, there's seven of these things. Yeah, and, and number two, I'll say, is how do you determine who your clientele followers are and what exactly does that mean and is there a process? Um, so this is something we'll cover in a lot of our podcasts, but typically you want to determine your clientele followers before you get started on your marketing. So if you're um, a boutique, like I said earlier, Deep South Pout, they're typically not going to target older men outside of Starkville. They're going to target target women in the Starkville area, you know, broadly with their online sales too. But um, if you have a specific target who you're reaching out to, think about who they are. And Instagram does a great job of helping you target those followers, which is step three. Um, so once you have your audience, who you know it is, just think about who it is that your products and services will be utilized by. And once you have that figured out, then we'll 
talk about ways to target them. It's a lot younger audience, isn't it? Uh, that's a myth. Instagram, you think so? I, I think so. Um, it was created after Facebook, and then um, people said it was created because everybody's parents started getting on Facebook, so the younger kids had to escape there. Yeah, they're like, we're out of here. Yeah, but now all the parents are getting Instagram. <laughs> and then so they're going back to Facebook. I don't know. There's been a trend that more and more There'll be something teens new. are back on Facebook than they used to be. Mm-hmm. So they're just running from parents. That's what you're saying, right? Probably. <laughs> now the parents are on Snapchat. It's just, it's outrageous. Yeah. Okay, so we've got create a business account. Second one is determine your clientele followers. Third, you want to target your audience. And the fourth one you mentioned is you need to build awareness of your brand. How do we do that? Oh, so that's just really going to be on you. But typically after your marketing and people are aware of what your products or services are, you want to be consistent. So use whatever it is that's unique to you, um, the tools that you've been using, but make sure that you're specifically keeping consistent with your logos, your slogans. You can create a hashtag to trend your products and services. And once you're being consistent, it's important to stay relevant. And that way you build your brand and your followers are going to continue seeing your content. Um, so, so I'm guessing part of building is you sort of have to have a plan for what you're going to post and kind of how what that's going to look like. Right. You, you need to have a plan for that, Yeah, right? create a plan of action. Get your content in order. So if you've got a logo and a slogan, um, create ways to use those to market your services. And then once you're finished marketing and your target audience has a good idea of what it is that your business or organization is doing, then that way you can start building your brand. So that way when they see something specific to your organization or your business, they know that that's you. They know what you're about. Right. Okay, Elsie, uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is, you know, sometimes when you're looking on Instagram and social media, not, not all images and pictures are good and are things that you should use. How, how would uh, people go about trying to determine how to use high-quality images? Where do you find them and what do you do with them? So the great thing about Instagram is it has all these sweet filters. So you know that Brad Paisley song, Everything's Cooler Online? Mm -hmm. He was talking about Instagram, and that was before Instagram even was happening. But they've got over 25 filters that you can choose from. And step six in our this curriculum is um, using high-quality images. And so if you go to the slides that we've created for this um, seven-step procedure, you'll see a slide specifically for um, outlanding apps that will help you use high-quality images and videos. And, for example, there's Canva, um, PicLab, of course, Photoshop that everyone's familiar with. You can get stock photos from Shutterfly for free. And then there's things like Boomerang and SuperZoom, which come with Instagram, and those just make your images and videos a lot more fun. They're interactive, and, you know, you typically just want to use something high-quality that gets their attention but also is clear enough of a visual that they want to stick around and, and see what's what's coming next. It just gives you that creative touch. And then, of course, you can apply up to five different filters and adjust the brightness and the contrast and just make everything look better. <laughs> so we've got five things. you got to get started with create a business account. Number two, determine your clientele followers. Number three, target your audience. Number four, build awareness of your brand. And five, you just talked about using high-quality images. And I guess in part of that, too, you could just hire a professional photographer to come in and take some pictures, too, right? You absolutely could. I think probably clothing and restaurants, and there's a few businesses that I bet lean on that heavily, don't you think? I Yes, would definitely agree, unless you have one of those new $2,000 iPhone Xs that take those high-quality images. Yeah, or you <laughs> just have a camera that shoots 4K, and you've got it around the house somewhere, right? Right, just yeah. <laughs> collecting dust. Uh, that's, no, that's five. We've got uh, two more to go. 
Um, Elsie, one thing that I always tell clients and communities when I work with them about um, marketing, whatever they're trying to market, is they've got to figure out whether or not their marketing plans are working and their strategies are working. So how would you use Instagram to, to do this and, and to make things better and to know if your marketing plan's working? So one way to target your audience once you've got your profile created um, is by using the paid advertisements. And like I said, Instagram is free to create, but you can use those paid advertisements just like on Facebook. And once you have that business account and you're utilizing those sponsored posts or the paid advertisements on Instagram, you'll be able to track your engagement. And there's three types of, um, or three parts to Instagram's engagement. They track activity, which is the engagement of people within your Instagram account, your followers, and through content, which is just the individual post stories and promotions. That's who's liking it, who's sharing it, how many comments you're getting, and how many people are viewing it. And then the third is just your audience, and it's a breakdown of all of your Instagram followers. And so tracking your engagement is probably the most important to see what you're doing right and to see you know, what your followers like when they're on Instagram, what time of day they are liking your post, because now that it's by popularity and it's important that you're, you know, still using that chronological order, you know, the best time of day or the best time of the week, according to Forbes, is to post on Wednesday afternoons and evenings because you're going to get the most traction. And, you know, you don't want to try to reach someone on Monday at three o'clock in the morning because they're typically not going to be scrolling through there, but you'll be able to see when your audience is just by tracking that engagement. Yeah, and then in the teaching of the, the online course that you're putting together, you're part of, I'm guessing there's all kinds of tools and things you'll be providing in that course that people can download and use to plan and even probably understand how to do ads and track engagement. Wouldn't, is that, would mm-hmm. that be correct? Yeah, and Instagram will give you just a boost at first. I think they typically give you like a $5 credit just to play around with the ads to see what works for your business. And you don't have to spend much money. It really is cheap, but there's different ads. There's some carousel ads or video ads. And just by posting something specific, if you want to reach a certain audience, you can do it by geographic location or by gender, by age, and things of that nature. And it reaches more than just those who are following you. And the purpose is to retain or gain more followers and also reach a larger target audience. So we've got six things. We're down to the last one. And and not that any one of them are any more important than the others. They're all important. But I think the most difficult one, and you, you cite it here as number seven, is be consistent and stay relevant. Don't, don't you think this is one of the hardest things to do when people, businesses, are trying to establish themselves and, and marketing their message, getting their message out? Is it, is it being consistent that's a big challenge? Um, for a lot of people, it is. Uh, you see successful Instagram accounts that do something that really kind of – makes them unique, but it's every post has a little bit of the same thing. So whether it's a logo in the bottom right corner or a slogan or a hashtag that they use each time. Um, I was just scrolling through Instagram earlier and I noticed that I follow Bank First Financial, which is a local bank, and they their colors are green and white, of course, for money, but they use a black <laughs> and white filter with almost every photo. So when you're scrolling on Instagram, the first thing that you see is the image, and then you're going to look and see who, who it is that posted it. But before you even see Bank First, you know that that's them. That's going to have a little green line at the bottom and a black and white photo, and they typically do tips of the day and stuff. But being consistent is very important just to, to build your brand. And then staying relevant is important just so people don't forget about you. You don't want to overwhelm people with content. And Instagram's new algorithm really um, constricts people from being overwhelming. But it is good to post typically anywhere from five to ten times a week just to get started and let your followers get a feel for what it is that you're trying to 
provide outreach for. Um, but that doesn't have to be difficult. Well, so part of Instagram is stories, as you know, it's a big deal. Uh, it's one of the outlets you can use. Um, how important is using stories as you do this to stay relevant and consistent? How, how big a part of the game is that? So stories is just one of the many features of Instagram, but it's something that is quick and easy and convenient for people to see. So rather than having to scroll, the stories are um, available up at the top of the app. So people see those rather than chronological. They are all in chronological order rather than by popularity. And stories are just another way to reach your audience. So you're already reaching people specifically who follow you on Instagram, but stories can be made available to anyone if you include hashtags and things like that through the, the Discover. But you also see who's viewing your stories within the 24 hours by um, clicking on the story that you've posted and scrolling up, and you'll be able to see who's looking at it, and people can respond. And it's just a new fun feature. There's so much to learn, right? I mean, there really is. There's just there's a lot to learn. I feel like and I'm forgetting to say some things just because it is so much. Well, the beauty of this is they can always reach out and contact you. Yeah. So you, you, you're, you're this wealth of knowledge about Instagram. So we want to, you know, show some of that and then also give people a way to contact you. What is the best way to reach you if people get stuck in these seven steps anywhere at all? How do they reach you? Um, well, I'm in the Center for Technology Outreach at Mississippi State Extension. You can find me in the directory at the um, in the Extension website or email me, lcl103 at msstate.edu. And the course is called Seven Ways to Quickly Grow Your Food Business. Lauren Colby Nichols is teaching the part on Instagram, how to launch your business and grow it with Instagram. LC, we've enjoyed this. Uh, you know, we joke around and we have a great time in here, but it is fun for us to be able to step back and just focus on what, what all that you do at, you know, in, in extension. And then we get to do this and it's fun. So it is fun. I learned a lot today. I appreciate you being on the podcast. At, you're always here, of course, but it's always good to do these kinds of things and kind of see what everybody's doing. Uh, we want to also say thanks to our season one sponsor, Southern Sayer. Uh, they provided funding through a grant to uh, uh, sponsor season one. We also want to enjoy, uh, invite you to subscribe to the podcast, go to iTunes and look it up, Building a Vibrant Community Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Building a Vibrant Community Podcast, where we help people discover new ways to make their communities vibrant communities. <laughs>